Welcome to Talking Far, Far Away. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. You are not a Jedi yet. Join Brick City Blockade as we discuss the canon of a galaxy far, far away. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another great episode of Talking Far, Far Away with Scott Inch and myself, Robin Boat. It's episode 20 of the show. And Scott Inch, a lot of stuff has been happening when it comes to Star Wars news. It seems like the last 24 hours for us as a podcast network and as Star Wars fans have been very, very busy. A lot of discussions happening with a lot of stuff on the plate tonight. Scott Inch, little news dropped last night. You guys can listen to Sean and my reactions to it right now on iTunes and on SoundCloud at the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network and at BrickCityBlockade.com. But Scott, it seems like two directors just jumped off the Han Solo page. I ca- I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this one because there's a lot of discussion that we're going to have about this. Well, where do I start? <laughs> um, it's just why, like, we're so far in the process of like filming, almost finishing on this movie, uh-huh. and the there's whatever disagreement that is. I mean, there's that press statement that's been put out. You've mm. seen many news outlets reporting that. I mean, you and I, Robin, were big fans of John Campia, who is on Collider, who will believe you, Collider, shortly. Um, I watched his videos last night as well. And he he was like, what the heck? Um, about how they've just suddenly decided to leave the project, but even though you're getting other reports coming out saying they were actually fired um, oh. over like creative differences, which is just Come on, if it was created differences, this should have all been worked out or discussed when they first went for the, the job of directing uh, the Han Solo movie. I mean, why this late in the game are you now saying, yeah, this doesn't really, they're not really going with our vision? Really? You've had the same vision? You, like, it's Lon Carson and his son who's written it. They're directing the movie. What's going on? You know, and, and, and that's the whole thing, Scott. And you and I used to know, I always say this all the time before we start talking far, far away, any of our episodes. Some of the best discussions we have is before we hit that, that start broadcast button. And yeah. you know what? It, it, makes, it makes the most sense to bring our discussion from before this episode started recording into right now. And I mentioned to Scott before we started recording that, you know, the, the whole point with Star Wars and Disney taking it over, and I, I expect it at some point. I'll be curious to hear your thoughts after this, Scott. But a lot of fans, and we have a poll right up now on our on our Twitter page. As of recently, right now, we will have those results for you post-episode. I'll go on and I'll check them. But from fan discussion and from what I understand, it sounds like everybody is on the train of, you know, let's see what happens with this. But at the same time, at the same time, we have to remember this, that this is the first major kind of bloop, you could say, for Disney, Lucasfilm, and the Star Wars franchise in the modern sense And just from the sounds of it, the conclusion that I come to right away on this is that, and you brought it up, Scott, beautifully, is that if you have creative differences, you don't figure those out with only three weeks left to shoot this film. You don't figure that out then. You figure out the differences earlier on. You make them contractually obligated to the director. And you say, if you don't like the direction we want this film to go in, then you can hop off of this project early on and we can move on with Lawrence Kasdan and his son to direct this or bring in somebody like a Ron Howard who's been rumored to maybe join this project along with a plenty of other directors that I'm sure Kathleen Kennedy has been talking with 
but at the same time, it's like the professional standard for corporations such as Disney, you know, any of them, you know, we're talking about DC, we're talking about any of these other properties that make films, Fox, Searchlight, any of them. You have to be contractually obligated and the creative differences have to be sorted out right away because you get to this point with only three weeks left. And now these actors are looking at it and it's like, hold on a second. I got other things I got to work on. I'm not going to be putting my time into something where a great directing duo like Lord and Miller have said, this isn't really what we wanted to do. And Scott, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Well, I'm just, you know, it just goes back to, you know, they, they, they come out at Star Wars Celebration last year. And as I said to you before we came on air, um, I feel like we've been kind of duped a wee bit. Because uh-huh. um, they made it like these two great guys, Lord Miller, they directed the Lego movie, fantastic movie. And we all knew that Hansel was going to be that kind of comical, a wee bit comical movie. Um, but now, as you said, Robin, the actors who are in this uh, movie, they've got other stuff to move on to. Um, and now they are going to be wondering, well, what's going to happen here? Are, are all the scenes going to get finished in reshoots? As, you know, this is the thing is. Yeah. It's, is this all now going to uh, be a Rogue One situation? Now, it might not be. Let's put that in perspective. Uh, with Gareth Edwards reshooting some of the scenes in Rogue One. But, if you're talking about reshooting scenes that the directors, Lord and Bill, have already done and they want to do new scenes or change some scenes, it's going to be a lot of work for a director who's coming in who didn't cast any of these actors in the first place. And he's now got to, these these actors who have been working with Lord and Bill are now got to get used to another actor telling them maybe to do something different. And Lord and Bill, oh, it's just, it's just got into a kind of a mess. Yeah, there seems to be a big scatter happening right now at Lucasfilm and Star Wars, and certainly probably with the top dogs at Disney, as I mentioned with Sean last night on our special Make the Jump first episode. Um, I'm, I'm, I can only imagine right now that Kathleen Kennedy is sitting back, and she's probably talking with Lawrence Kasdan, and she's probably trying to figure out what direction to go from here on out. But at the same time, I've seen a lot of posts, and there have been some leaks concerning um, some of the actors like we've been mentioning here um, and statements going out from these actors groups, you know, agents and uh, agency groups saying to these actors, these are the slated dates that we are going to continue to film this Han Solo film and that you need to make yourself available. If not, it's okay. But again, the corporate mindset of, but we really want you to be here if you can make that a chance and compensation will be figured out at that time. Now, when we talk about Cascot, and I think that's the big thing, is that Lord and Miller brought in different people into this film because they, fit, they felt that they were going to fit the characters and that they were going to bring out this story that they really wanted to create. Now, Lord Miller didn't write the script for this. Of course, Lawrence Kasdan, like you said before, was really the architect behind the script to Han Solo. Lord and Miller were in it for the creative piece which again really contradicts what you and I have been talking about this entire time, is that if there are creative differences here, 
why continue with that project with them at the helm? But my main point here specifically is that it concerns me. It does concern me. And I'm not saying this in terms of the film itself, but I love the casting of Donald Glover. We've talked about that. I love the casting of and I love the casting of Woody Harrelson because if they're t- if we're talking about that gritty yet western slash comedic tone, Woody Harrelson is a great person to have at the helm of that. And Donald Glover has a great attitude too. But I'm uh, I, and I'm going to throw it back to you, Scott, in a second here. But it makes me question Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo in a way, because Lord and Miller really wanted Alden Ehrenreich to play that Han Solo role. And if you want to talk about creative differences, I wonder what Kathleen Kennedy's thought of. Alden Ehrenreich playing Han Solo truly was because you and I said this before we went on air, Scott. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that was happening behind the scenes that us Star Wars fans, we never know. It was the same with Rogue One and a lot of the changes that were happened, the two different stories that we had played out, one that we didn't get to see. But what it sounds like to me is that there's a lot of drawing board action happening, and it does make me question whether Alden Ehrenreich is the right guy for Han Solo and whether these other cast members have the right chemistry, maybe other than Donald Glover, to fit into this equation. But I guess we don't know until we get to finally see see this film. But what are your thoughts, basically, on everything that's happening right now and maybe some of these drawing plans that they have to go back to the drawing board and figure out? Well, in terms of casting, we've both discussed it, but if this cast is not gelling together, the chemistry's not there, that is going to cause a big problem. Um, If... Alden Ehrenreich's not pulling the kind of um, performance that they're wanting, and Lord and Miller said that he is, but Kathy Kennedy saying he isn't, that is, cross, that is basically create differences. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm hoping to believe that he is putting in a performance like uh, as Harrison Ford did, but obviously it's not going to be the same. But the, the whole go back to the John board as well, I mean, you're going to have to go back and restart from scratch. Maybe. I mean, is this maybe going to get delayed because of it? Um, there's already people been talking about that, whether maybe it's going to get delayed. And is it going to be a case that it's going to get sh- shot back to December? Now, we don't know that. We're all just speculating. That's what we do on the podcast. We just speculate. Um, it's, it's a right mess at the moment. But then I keep thinking maybe Kathleen Kennedy had that discussion with Bob Iger. I mean, she couldn't have just made that decision alone. She had to go hiring herself to kind of say this isn't working and this is the reasons why and these directors we just don't feel they they're doing the job that they we feel they are doing or they should be doing really that's that's a really great point you know and i hadn't really thought up about that until you just brought it up i'm going to be curious to feel how see how the fans feel about this but kathleen kennedy would have to go higher up to a bob Iger to say, you know, listen, this is not working out as we planned. There was a lot of stuff, a lot of moving creative differences here. And we keep using that word creative differences. And I know Lord Miller in their open statement said, we don't like using that word, but it kind of makes sense here. And I, I, I try not to use it as much, but it is the right term to use. The creative differences had to be explained to Bob Iger because he is the grand Pumbaa in all this. He is the one who makes the ultimate decisions as CEO of Disney. And he must have ha- he had to have given Kathleen Kennedy some clearance to make this change, and it's it's very very fascinating because again, this is truly and I I'm going to keep saying it this is truly the first roadblock yeah. that we have hit 
with Star Wars and this new legacy that Disney and this new story that Disney is trying to carry forward, guys. And as with every first roadblock, no matter where we are in life, no matter what we're doing, it's always the toughest to get over because we haven't experienced it yet. But at the same time, we're not talking about a roadblock that's only $500,000 at the box office. We're talking about a roadblock that is slated to make millions worldwide at the box office and they can't mess around. And at the same time, the creative differences, no matter how different they were, this was Lord and Miller's project. And you said it, Scott, about Star Wars Celebration. There was some enthusiasm that Lord and Miller brought to that stage, it seemed like. And you were there live, so you, you remember it specifically. They were very enthusiastic about taking on this film and the cast that they had assembled. Yeah, I mean, that room when, um, when Pablo came out and then said, it was Kathy Kennedy that came out afterwards, and then she said, it's Lord Miller um, that was uh, directing that. The whole crowd went mental. But, uh, went at bananas, uh, screamed the house down, um, because it, everybody in that room must have had, had to have seen the Lego movie. So we were cheering, we were clapping, we thought, and for them to you knew this was you knew the kind of movie we were going to get, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it's just sad to see like so far into the game that they're decided to leave the project. And as you said, Robin, it's the first roadblock. But we expect this from DC a wee bit. <laughs> I'm not hurt on DC uh, because DC's had like a rotating uh, door of uh, directors, especially on the Flash, right? Um, of like the for three directors. Now that's another thing. Um, there has been a, a report going out that they met with the DC Films to mm-hmm. do The Flash. Now, yeah. that could have been caused problems because maybe, I'm just trying to think, maybe DC wanted them to come in and do Flash right away, but, um, but you know, Lucasfilm says, no, we can't, you can't do that because we need you for us, and then they're like, well, you know, how long is this going to go for? They, what, if is it, what is it if they think that this wasn't meant to go on as long as they thought they did? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm trying to think, have they done a movie at this scale before? I can't remember. Like, they've done some movies, but not a movie to this scale where you've got, like, well, it's a, a set in space for a start which involves a lot of, lot of work and set designs. There could be many factors as well which caused this problem, but again, and I'm annoyed because it's just so far into the game and they've just decided to walk away. Come on. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. As a Star Wars fan, you have to take a step back. And again, we like to try to be positive here at the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network, and we love to foster that positive mindset when it comes to everything with Star Wars. Again, in Star Wars, we trust in Kathleen Kennedy in Lucasfilm, we trust. But at the same time, like you said, it's like it's like a come on, like a come on, man, kind of moment. It's like this should have been sorted out earlier on. I'm pretty sure in most situations, you can pretty much decipher a creative difference early on, and you can figure out, yeah, this this is just not going to go the way that we originally planned. People aren't that hard to read. It's pretty easy to look at a human being and try to come up with a deal with them and say, uh, you know, I don't know if this is going to work out. And especially with a lot of money on the line, we're, again, we're not talking about a small production here. We're talking about a multi-billion dollar company producing a very, very popular franchise 
that's looking to put out a film about a character that was recently lost, recently lost in one of the latest Star Wars films. And that was the whole thing with the Han Solo film. I know we put out a poll not too long ago, Scott, and it was like, all right, of all all these anthology films, which ones would you most likely like to see play out here, or which one would you like to see compared to some of the others? And, of course, the Obi-Wan film took precedent over the Han Solo film amongst, I I can't even remember how many fans submitted votes. I think it was over 200 within our podcast network, and I thought that was pretty, pretty telling about how the fans feel about this film. And, and maybe, you know, things happen in life for a reason. You know, these, these things happen because there's, there's a pathway that it's going to lead down to. And hopefully that's an extension of this film. Get it out of that May slot, move it to a different time, and let's get a grip on this film because there's no real way they can back out now. No, there's no real way to back out. The, the, the ships are full steam right now. Um... Obviously, the the production has halted due to the fact they've left. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's also going it's also going to bring up other questions about the franchise as well. Is um, is Kathleen Kennedy the right person to lead it? I think she is. Mm-hmm. She knows what she wants to do, but it also brings up Josh Trank as well. Yeah, this is. I mean. If you remember, like, I, I don't know if you ever saw the Fantastic Four movie, not a very oh, good one. Yeah. Um, you can see that was heavily re, heavily reshot several times. Um, pretty badly. I mean, you can tell the difference in the movie of what was reshot and what wasn't um, from two different movies. But that's, hopefully, Lord and Miller don't go to Twitter and do what Josh Trank and say this is a, there was a better movie. Uh, in there, or I did a better movie or whatever. Um, yeah. Hopefully not. But it brings up, was this something that Josh Trank went through before he did the Bounty Hunter movie? Or was going to do this Bounty Hunter movie? Again, it's it got to create a lot of questions for them. It is, and there's just so many unanswered questions, and that's our whole thing with the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network and all of our shows across the network is to kind of decipher these questions and start playing them out and start sharing thoughts with you, the fans, the fans of the podcast network, and Star Wars fans, what our thoughts are, and also getting your thoughts on it as well. Scott, one of the last things I wanted to say here, and I know it's not the most popular opinion amongst amongst Star Wars fans or the most popular question, but it's one over the past 24 hours that's been sitting in my head, and and it's kind of just been floating around in there, especially when I talked with Sean last night. And I'm going to lay it out here for Star Wars fans. I'm going to be curious to hear your thoughts, Scott, and what the fans think on this one. But I really want to know if there are these creative differences. And I'm going to stem it back to Rogue One with all the reshoots and everything and how there were two different stories. I teased it earlier, but there were two different stories to Rogue One. Of course, the one that we saw on the screen. And then there was Gareth Edwards' take on that film, which concerns me now because it's like, wow. Yeah. If Gareth Edwards' story was on the screen and we finally saw it, what would have that been like? And I think we've kind of talked about that a little bit here, but it just makes me ask the question and star Wars, Lucasfilm, Disney, please, if you're hearing me right now, I want this question answered. What is your message? What is it? What format do you want star Wars to be? And what are you planning to do with it? Because we still have not gotten an answer to what is your formula? You know, it's like, we're going to keep doing these reshoots and we're going to keep switching directors and stuff, but we don't know what your message is that you want to convey. 
And I just hope, I really do hope, that it's not a Disney princess theme. That they want the good guy, the bad guy, and the bat and, and the good guy comes to save the day, defeats the bad guy, and kisses the girl at the end of the day. Because if that's the format that Disney wants Star Wars to be in, they're really gonna have to go back to the drawing table. Yeah, the message that Star Wars track could be it's a good one. Um what is it they're trying to tell us? I mean, we know the saga babies are trying to tell us something mm-hmm. like that, you know, that and a new generation, the evil that once was there is still there. That's a message. Um, but it's not like the Marvel movies or the DC movies. Well, DC movies are kind of trying to tell us a message. It's just not conveyed well enough <laughs> at the moment. But if you, I mean, the Marvel one's the prime example. That's a franchise. Mm-hmm. And even though it's got different movies that are trilogies or tell different messages, there is one consistent uh, message in there and it's about the hero's journey yeah, or the heroes if you count Guardians of the Galaxy uh, or the Avengers altogether it's the hero's journey that's what they can be it's, I mean it's episodes 8 and 9 about they're saying it's a Skywalker story we get it. it's that way it could be it's about family or yeah. are, we, are we getting the case of like it's evil that becomes good. We've already had that, in a way. Uh, but we've had the good become evil and Anakin. The fate, whatever you say about the fate goals, there are people out there that like them. You and me, Robin, we've kind of come to appreciate them mm-hmm. over the years. Um, I know that Jim's still not a fan of them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get them. We'll get them yeah. back. Yeah, <laughs> from what... Uh, Brian and Jim and their uh, Katina episode. I know Brian's working around and trying to convince him, but I don't think he's going to do it. Um, <laughs> and they do great discussions on it, so bravo to those guys. Um, but yeah, it's just what is the message that Star Wars is trying to tell us? And, and just how do we decipher it? How do we move forward with that? That is uh, <laughs> it's either Chi or Jar Jar Binks that have to Jar Jar. Here comes the Jar Jar Binks. I have to get my idea in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something there that I'm just not able to put my finger on, and I just am going with that. And please, please tell me to stop. Uh, Star Wars fans if, if I'm going too far with it because that's the whole point of the discussion is to get you guys involved to have us involved in the conversation with you and for you to share your thoughts along the way. Scott, any final takes on where we're going to head forward with this film and maybe some stuff that you'd like to see, some clarifications maybe. I'm waiting for John Schnepp to do the documentary of what happened with the Hanso movie. Uh, mm. I look forward to when he does that. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I don't know, it's just, is it, in a, is it in the biggest mess that we just don't know about, or is it just a case of creative differences, as Lord and Miller don't like that term, but that's the only term I know. I mean, I've seen people online talking about it, and some of them are like, what the heck, how can they have done this at this time, at this so far in the game? But I think in the weeks and the, uh, days and weeks ahead, they will, some information will start to come out. I mean, as I said about Josh Trank and Fantastic Four, Stuff is coming out uh, leading up to Fantastic Four that, but you know, he was a bit of a difficult on set. He what the studio were interfering, and it's just like, it's this the case where the studio's interfering, and Lord and Miller are not used to that, and they just don't like it. So, 
That's my fail, Sauna. Yeah, you said it beautifully, Scott. It's a great way to go out is that we will find answers. The answers will come to us. There will be, I'm sure, plenty of articles. Again, this is the first road blump, but road blump. That's a great word to use. It's kinda, let's, let's trademark that one because it's terrible. Um, it's the first road bump, road bump for, oh, man, I'm having a hard time. It's the first road bump for Star Wars and Lucasfilm and Disney when it comes to uh, everything happening. But I think you said it beautifully. The answers will come soon. And here at the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network, we will always be here to discuss it with you the fans. Well, on a depressing note there, Scott, with everything happening with the Han Solo film, I think it's time to bring up the mood here, and I think it's time to end it on a nice, positive, strong note with a little thing we like to call here on the podcast network. It's plot time. Mr. Scott Inch, where can the good people find you across social media? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Scott Inch, mm-hmm. and on Twitter at Scott Inch. If I had to think about that for a minute, and also go on to the Brit City Blockade website and check out the canon. We've now put up a list of all what's in the canon. Uh, so check that out there. Follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Head on over to Instagram. Follow me at the official vote. Again, make sure to check out BrickCityBlockade.com for everything happening in a galaxy far, far away. And please, 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 oh, please, make sure to subscribe on iTunes to the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network for everything happening here at the network. And again, in a galaxy far, far away. So thank you guys for tuning into episode 20 of Talking Far, Far Away, Scott. It's pretty amazing. 20 episodes, huh? I know, 20 episodes so far. We started this in January. Yeah. We started this. Yeah, we started this at the same time to start filming Han Solo. And we we keep going. (laughs) And we don't have to worry about switching directors. Which is the best part. That's the greatest thing about it. <laughs> so make sure you guys check out everything talking far far away coming in the near future and as we always say here at the podcast network may the force be with you always <laughs> <laughs>